This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You will live a life full of pain and limitations, words that would send anyone on a mental downward spiral, just as they did for author and expert wellness advocate, Renee Marie Joyle. Renee heard these words after a life-threatening illness in her early adolescence, enduring multiple surgeries and months in the hospital. She said no to that life and devoted herself to overcome her diagnosis and find the strength and resilience to live. With a bleak future, Renee struggled with her mental health. Searching for an answer, she turned to functional medicine and the science of well-being and began to improve her health using a series of small lifestyle changes. Gaining strength and resilience, Renee discovered a practical way to live a more meaningful, healthy life full of possibility. Renee is on a mission to use her wellness wisdom and life experiences to empower others with strength and resilience. Valeria interviews Renee Joyle, She is the author of Live Beautiful, a compassionate, balanced guide to everyday wellness and well-being. Renee Marie Joyle survived a life-threatening illness, an autoimmune disease, and a terrifying drunk driving accident. Her intense study of functional medicine and the science of well-being led her to a practical way to live a more meaningful, healthy life full of possibility. Renee's methods create optimal health and happiness, proving small changes lead to big results. She is passionate about the benefits of fitness, a sound mind, and the use of food as medicine. Renee's mission is to use her wellness wisdom and life experiences to inspire and empower others to cultivate vibrant health for a beautiful life. Meet Renee at livebeautifulbook.com. Here's the interview with Renee Joyle. In your own words, who is Renee Joyal? Yes, I am a wife, a daughter. I would say I'm a health enthusiast. I am an integrative health coach, a Pilates instructor, and someone that is looking to always advance myself and continue learning and share my knowledge with others that I love and care so deeply about. That's beautiful. And I have to use that word again. Uh, your book's title, Live Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that caught my attention. See that word, beautiful. What is your, not even definition, but what is beauty to you, Renee? I think beauty is really your soul. Yeah. It's your presence. It's valuing life and health and family. Yeah. And not, not wasting one moment because life is truly precious. Mm. 
Yes, and we seem to um, take for granted a lot of times, um, not all the time, not all of us, of course, but there is something about forgetting this preciousness of life. It, it calls my attention a lot of times. Why am I not being appreciative or grateful in, you know, when it happens? So what do you attribute those moments to? Well, I think today, in today's world, Tech today alone, we're so hyper-connected that so many of us are always looking to the next thing or thinking we're missing out on something. But really, it's the most simple, basic things that I think many of us can take for granted, which is really just being present in the moment, making memories, uh, tuning to how you're feeling or who you're surrounding yourself with. And I think that really, you know, brings us back to basics, which is something that we all seem to forget at times. Yes, yeah, and we certainly do. With that in mind, I guess I'll bring to the conversation a topic that's very close to my heart, which is uh, spirituality. Do you have any spiritual understandings of yourself, life itself? Yeah, absolutely. I think I am a very spiritual person. Um, I am just built with affection and empathy and just such an appreciation for life itself that it's hard not to define that as spiritual. So I would say that I am a spiritual person. Yeah. So I love the way you connect spirituality to the appreciation of life, which goes back to appreciating ourselves, kind of valuing the, the practice of self-love. It was the first step for me because for some reason I was trying to kind of show appreciation and gratitude to others and love others before I could do that for myself. It seemed like what um, something in me was looking for was to, that would make me feel loved or maybe that would, would have been the, the reward. I'm mm -hmm. pretty certain that that was what I was looking for. Have you had that experience before, Renee? Hopefully I mean, not. <laughs> Hopefully and not. maybe maybe in different ways, yeah. my journey has really been health health related. That has made me value every moment that I feel good and the people that I surround myself with. But I do think strongly that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you, if for what you were experiencing, maybe sharing your gratitude or your time and energy with others, but not taking your care of yourself first. Yeah you can't show up for others in the same way if you don't show up for yourself. Mm, yes, that's, yeah, beautifully said. That's it. Uh, that to me, I call it spirituality in a way. So kind of, yes. uh, kind of shedding that light to ourselves first and then letting the light expand. How did you become a health enthusiast? Well, functional medicine really led me to where I am today. And that propelled me to want to help others who suffer needlessly. I grew up with always, I was a healthy, active child and playing every sport you can imagine. Smile from ear to ear. I've always had, um, I've always been known for my energy and my smile that I share. But Over the course of a couple of years, by the age of 11, I started to get pretty ill. I was recurring illness and not feeling well at all. And by the age of 12, I was 
in the doctor's office regularly. And I suffered needlessly for about two years without anyone really listening, saying, hey, I'm really not feeling well. I was struggling to catch my breath. I was felt like I had an elephant on my chest until one day at age 14, I collapsed and I ended up in the hospital and I needed immediate heart surgery. I woke up in intensive care and I remember I was all alone having heart surgery and my parents couldn't come in the room because it was the ICU. And I witnessed a a little boy um, just in the area just beside me. Uh, he was taken away because he had just passed away just next to me. So my eyes had were forever changed at from that moment. And I, you know, seeing seeing a little boy pass away, understanding your vulnerability of yourself and your health. I was relinquished of all physical control. I wasn't able to take care of myself. I was in the hands of of medical and I woke up the next day after my heart surgery with a priest by my bedside and I made an immediate directive to say I have to be strong. I have to take ownership of whatever is going on even though I had no physical control. I had to tune into my mental strength at age 14. And it was a long journey. I was in and out of the hospital for the next year. And um, my parents, my family, what they went through, just being there for me, medical bills, trying to show up for me every day and do whatever they can just to help me maintain my education through all of these surgeries and it was it was very trying on on my family but my mental strength and that really propelled me to want to change my lifestyle as far as food as medicine because i was sent home with a laundry list of medications to say this is what you're going to have to do for the rest of your life you're going to have to all these limitations you most likely won't be able to go to college because you're going to miss so much school. We're going to have to put you on medications that could cause cancer, that could cause other health issues. So I was so ill and I didn't know what was helping me or hurting me or how to get better. Um, I was told they had an autoimmune disease and that I was going to leave, live a life full of restriction. And that was not something I was willing to accept. So I really became my own researcher and my own advocate and did whatever I could to try and identify how can I reduce inflammation in my body? How can I eat healthier and control medications or help, help my body heal itself? What can my body do for me? And I really I scared my family at the time because uh, I had always been a healthy eater, but I think I had taken it to a next level saying, how can I use food as medicine? And over the course of years, I was able to slowly wean myself off of medications. And by 
age 18, I was considered in remission and I knew what I was doing was working, that changing lifestyle changes were helping me. And I had discovered the power of food as medicine. And by the age of 18, I was now living much more of a normal life and so grateful for that, waking up with such gratitude and knowing that every single day is a gift. And I fell in love and I met a wonderful person. And over the course of years, the person that I fell in love with became my abuser through ways of alcohol, which then led to mental abuse and then physical abuse, which led us into a horrific car accident. And my life was almost taken from me now for the second time. So from that perspective and at that time in my life, I was on my way to the hospital once again. And my I was so lucky to survive a nearly fatal drunk driving accident, but I was, my health was suffering after being in remission, things, the effects of chronic stress and inflammation in my body were coming to the surface and my remission was activated, it was no longer serving me as it should have. So I was reactivated and I had to make some lifestyle choices. And then from that point on, I really dug into my mental strength. And I realized that health is more than just the absence of disease. It is how you feel, your energy, your mood, who you surround yourself with that has a significant impact on your health. So it's not just what you eat. It's not just the lifestyle choices, but it is all encompassing of who you're with, who you surround yourself, who you share your love with and your time. And I made some significant changes in my life with who I shared my time with and my health vastly improved. And through this book, I talk about some basic things that can really help in a preventative and protective way where you engage lifestyle changes first, but they really help health-wise. Whether you are suffering from something or you're preventing something, or if you just don't feel that you're living as fully as you should through some of the things that I've learned over the course of my lifetime, these things really help. And I'm happy to have this platform to be able to speak with you and share this knowledge and just a toolkit of strategies that help cultivate calm and presence as well as health. So that's a little bit of my story where it led me to where I am today. And I've had a difficult time talking about this for so long because I am such a private person. I've never really opened up about my previous traumas, whether that be health or interpersonal, but I know that most of us in our life have micro or macro traumas and it's really, how do we, how do we respond to that? Yes. You know what, um, listening to you, it's incredibly beautiful to see human beings kind of 
open their hearts and minds to their own experience and then share them. And that's what I, I know you've been saying, uh, you said so many times, mental strength, <laughs> mental strength. So that's what it, it comes to me as a message. Mm-hmm. Being human enough to share our experiences, uh, especially the ones that are painful, not trying to hide them or escape from them. But of course, we have to share with those we trust. We can't, as you said, right? Absolutely. Well, I was always concerned of, I was so afraid to share my health issues with anyone because I never wanted to be considered weak. I never wanted to be considered of someone that couldn't get get to school or couldn't go to college. I couldn't couldn't get the job or the opportunity. I never wanted to be considered weak because I considered myself so strong and I I would do whatever it takes to if I if I can handle my health and I can handle and beat disease and autoimmune, then I can handle anything. Um so I do believe life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I think how you prioritize your life and your mental well-being, which is such a huge component of our health. Yes. Yes. I think it's everything. Yes, I absolutely agree. I love the way you talk about self-healing. So in a way, the body is the real healer. It it really does the work. We are not in control of the body and how it's functioning right now. So it's interesting to see that that most of our our own experience, human experience, is not really, it's out of our control. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see that. And also when you talk about the mental strength, it just caught my attention uh, every time you spoke about this concept. So that sounds like true power. But I wonder out loud, where this true power, mental strength, where does it come from? Like, I can, I can tell you that from my perspective, I would say uh, it's coming from non a non-physical reality. Mm-hmm. It's not physical, right? But I would love to hear from you, uh, Renee, about the source of this mental strength that you speak of. Yeah, you know, I think that there are ways to activate healing pathways in your body so that you can operate at an optimal level and feel good mentally, physically, and emotionally. But it does take work. And, you know, when you're, when you are a young child or things, unless your family is preaching this to you, you these are not things that you learn in school. You're not taught to practice gratitude, meditation, or, or coming, living in the present moment. And, when you're able to really calm your mind, be present, and really just be grateful, there's so much that comes with creating mental strength that will help you achieve stamina to be able to persevere, even in the face of setbacks. I've never had a victim mentality, and I've always been so thankful and appreciative for every lesson that's been given to me in my life, no matter how difficult it's been. Because it's taught me so much. And then if I'm able to use my moments that have taught me to help others, and maybe I can make it a little bit easier for other people. So when painful things do happen, that it doesn't have to be so challenging or feel so isolating, then I'm happy to do that. 
I love the way you talk about the ways to um, kind of tap into this what you call mental strength and calming the mind through meditation, practices like uh, gratitude. So who is trying to calm the mind? The mind itself? Or do you perceive another element there, something else there? Because it seems like we are perceiving, um, we are able to see the movements, activities of mind and body. So I wonder if that's something within the mind or do you do you see something outside of the mind, per se? Well, I do think that that is very individual. And I think that it's really a, what perspective you carry. I do feel that the mind is a muscle and it's your biggest muscle. And like anything else, you need to work at it in order for you to have that strength. So I do feel that when you are doing things to engage your mind and work on being present and practice gratitude that, that I feel me personally, I feel, I, I don't know if it's, if it's God or if it's a spiritual thing or if it's my, my own strength, but wherever it's coming from, I'm grateful. Hmm. Yes, I love that. It's almost like being grateful for the <laughs> unknown, even. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Whatever that's, that is. And it's, and it's deeply individual, you know, I guess. Um, I, I don't like to carry limiting beliefs. And I know that some people can get very sidelined based on their judgment or where they think things are coming from. But I think if you living a life without judgment and just accepting and opening yourself up is is the best and most peaceful way. So in a way, it's um, it sounds like what we are all trying to do is to be happy, all of us, or trying to be peaceful. It seems like we are tr all, all human beings uh, in whatever uh, way and through whatever it is, we are trying to get the same place, less place called happiness. And then the body, mind, complex, they are being trained so they become almost like the transmitters, the vehicle for that happiness. So that's what I hear from you too. I know it's I'm using different words from the perspective that I have. That's more it's spiritual oriented without belief systems. It's more it's open, but it's um, from what I understand, it just comes from whatever this power that you speak of. You call it mental strength. It's really coming from something outside of the mind. And that can be anything, as you said. We can call it consciousness, life itself, love, God, the source, whatever it is. The word is personal, but the energy is the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I want to mention your book. So uh, the title is Live Beautiful, a compassionate, balanced guide to everyday wellness and well-being. Do you see well-being and wellness as being one and the same, those two concepts? In a way, yes. I think that other people have a different connotation of how wellness is. And some people may think of it as a life of restriction or a diet or a trend or a fad, or you have to sit like a monk each yeah, morning yes. and, and it's <laughs> yes. not. So, I mean, yeah. I, and when I look at well-being, it's really, how are you enjoying your life? Because if you are living a life of restriction or if you're, putting yourself in a space that is so rigid, how are you enjoying your well-being? So my idea is really live beautifully, just enjoy every day as, and 
do things while they're health focused, because I am very health focused, do it where you find enjoyment from it. It doesn't need, it's not one size fits all. It's not something that is of restriction. It's really what can you add to your life? I love that idea. I mean, that I said that off record and when I was reading your book, <laughs> the title, Live Beautiful. And the way you say it now, yeah, live beautifully, right? And that really automatically gets me to think about appreciation, right? Just appreciate what is here. Uh, yes, it's not easy said than done because it's a it's lot of training. True. It's true. I think, you know, small, small steps over the course of a long time have the biggest impact and it's worth it. So when you, you know, it's what you do habitually that defines us. And when you do these things that make you feel good, you will realize how much you can thrive in life while also enjoying every day, but protecting your health, preventing hardship, preventing disease and preventing trauma that's going to happen to us, but how do we handle it as best as possible? And, you know, focusing on health rather than negativity or restriction, I think is the ultimate goal. Yeah. And it is a choice, right? It's, it's, yeah. It feels like a choice. I know some of us are born already with a lot of health issues. And it, from our perspective, it looks like they don't have a choice that they can't really choose to be healthy because they have so many problems at that level, the physical level, that affects mm -hmm. their minds too because they, they start taking all the medications and all that. So how do you, um, what would you say to somebody who is dealing with, has been since they were children with a lot of health issues and they have not found a way out yet. They have not seen the options or these choices that we are speaking of here, Renee. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So I think if you are able to educate yourself on anything, and I think there is a lot to be said about an East meets West approach to medicine. So I grew up with so many health issues. I have had two heart surgeries and battled autoimmune for my whole, basically my whole life since I was age 14. And there are, it ebbs and flows. There's times when it's, when I have flare ups and there's times when it's great or seems more normal. But I think that for anybody that is struggling with any health issues that maybe they were born into, there are always things that you can do to help ease inflammation and to help cope and help your mind and find gratitude for things that are good or things that are working. And there's always something that you can do to make things a little bit better. Even if it's only 1% better, there's something that you can do. So I think through self-education and exploration, I think if it means enough to you, you never stop looking for answers. And that's my attitude. And for those that don't have the time or the energy to really dive into that research, I'm hoping to share just some knowledge that I've had where I was looking for answers and I was really struggling needlessly for help. I didn't have it. And through what I've learned and through trial and error and things that I have attuned to my everyday 
wellness routine, it has made a significant impact on my health and well-being. So if I could share that with anybody, I would hope that even if you were able to take one thing from from the book, that it would be beneficial in some capacity. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love, um, as I said to you off record again, I have devotion for this type of work of uncovering truth in our own experience and then sharing them. There's something about it that's truly beautiful using your word. Uh, I can stop Thank looking you. at it. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. You. So that sounds like um, you tapped already into inner wisdom. So, which is innate, I believe, in everyone. We all have that. It's just not easy to listen to our own wisdom when we need most. And it seems like you you have done that um, because you could have just listened to convention medicine representatives and go with what doctors said, you know, and have take medicines for the rest of your life. But Absolutely. you chose not to do that which says a lot to me as a first step, it's taking kind of listen to our own selves and uh, taking really a good look into what is to be a human from this perspective, the embodied perspective of oneself. And I know it doesn't happen too often. And that's sad. It was my own case too, now with health, but with everything else, listening Mm -hmm. to my parents first, and then people around me just being guided by the outside world. And, and not really, although I knew I could have been guided by my own self, by my own inner wisdom, I had a hard time trusting that. Was there a moment where you just kind of landed into that trust of self-trust and said, that's the right thing to do? <laughs> that's what yes, I want to do for my it, own life. it was really hard. And, you know, I grew up in... In the 90s, where everything was a diet trend, right? Low fat, um, you know, watch your points and calories and things like that. And, you know, my parents were so wonderful, but they didn't know. They didn't, we didn't have all the research that we have now with Dr. Google at that time. And they're just, they didn't have everything at their disposal. They took the guidance that they had from their doctors and where I was sent home with a list of medications. And when I went home after having two heart surgeries and as sick as I felt before I had the surgeries, when I came home, I was not feeling any better. My, my body was changing. My hair was falling out. I was nauseous. I was sick. I was weak. I was having fainting spells. And I said, there has to be something that I can do here. I can't live this life on medication. And I remember concerning my parents greatly because, no, 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 you have to take the medication. But I said, there has to be a way where I can simply replenish my body for it to work for me and not against me. Because I I was not believing this whole autoimmune thing. Oh, well, you have autoimmune, so everything's going to fall apart. I said, well, what can I do to put it back together? And, you know, at a young age, I became all about prevention and practicing preventative medicine. And I'm so grateful that I really tapped into my intuitive wisdom and integrative knowledge just to be able to help myself. I think you get to a point where you say you're the only one that can control your life and 
well, the people that are around you, they can be there to support you and help you and do everything that they know. You really have to dive deep into yourself and hmm. your intellect and, you know, fight for your personal health and well-being. You see, what's not to love about that? What's, <laughs> what's not beautiful about that? To me, it, that's where... That's what beauty really is, is trusting Thank oneself you. yeah, and following your intuition. That's truly, truly beautiful. Thank you, Renee, for following Thank your you. heart, your <laughs> intuition. Wow. I mean, that's it. That's like the most powerful <laughs> message anyone can hear, oh, honestly. Thank you I have so to much. say. <laughs> truly, truly powerful. You know, today my husband got a phone call about a friend of his. He's about 70 something, and he had a stroke last week. Oh my and, gosh. Yes. And then he was crying, my husband, because he loves that friend of his. And then, you know, the first thing I thought, because I know his friend and how he lives, his lifestyle. So basically, most people, I won't talk about him personally, but um, in general, it's that it's almost like um, orphans. It's almost like not having parents. Mm -hmm. So we are looking for. We just do whatever we want. We eat whatever we want. We don't exercise. And we, we just kind of live life however we want to live because we know that we have father, mother, conventional medicine, doctors that will yeah. help us. So that it's something that I, I see a lot of, um, I think, older people doing. I'm glad to you. Yeah, there's something about younger people that they are becoming much more um, wiser when it comes to that, kind of tapping into, into their own knowing and not going for whatever other people ask them to do. I, I love that. But there's something about people who are, my husband is 64, his friend is 70-something. I have a lot of older people around me. I'm not that old. I mean, I guess I am 46, I'm getting old. Not old. Isn't it funny? But I still, I never had that. So that's good. When Even when I was young, it was all about me taking care of me. But yeah. In that sense. But uh, I see that, Renee, that it's interesting that most people, from my perspective, my world here, I see that they they just kind of wait for something to happen. So, you know, someone else or conventional medicine, doctors will help them. And that's a sad thing to see. There's nothing I it's, can do about it's it. It's so sad. I think that, you know, no one, when you go to a doctor's office, they're so quick to prescribe you a medication but no one's asking you how you eat, how you sleep, yes. your mood, your thoughts. Right. Mm. And these things are so important. And a lot of people, even if you're feeling well and you've had perfect health your whole life, there's always something that you can do to improve the quality of your life. I have two beautiful sisters that I'm so privileged to be so close with. And thank God they have had they've lived their life without the health issues that I've had, but there are still areas in their life where they may ask me for advice or say, what do you do for this? Or what do you do for that? Or how do you get through something? And I'm there to help them however I can, because we all go through things, but you don't have to wait for something or wait to not feel good to, to really improve a quality of your life. Do you see the connection between self-love and self-care? Do you clearly Absolutely. See that? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think that it's imperative. I think you know, you have to you have to love love yourself and I I actually have this conversation all the time with my sisters. You have to love yourself first before you can really 
help and share with other people and show up for other people, you need to show up for yourself. Right, right. I know you, in the book you talk about practice, of course, you talk about recipes of uh, self-love. You actually, in the book, I have a, a passage here where you say, recipes for self-care, moments of quiet reflection and practical steps you can take to show yourself the love and attention you sincerely deserve to achieve a beautiful life and to live beautifully. So to live beautiful. Actually, you don't say beautifully. <laughs> I keep saying, adding the L-I here, but it's beautiful. I beautiful. do it. I do as well. You do too? Okay, yes. good. So do you see that connection, Renee? This almost like, I know it's not linear, but mm-hmm. for me it has been self-knowledge. When Once you know what, who you are, I would say more what than who, then it's like, wow, this is amazing. This infinite and unlimited being, that's what's here. That's what's happening, really. That's the reason why the body exists and the mind exists, Mm -hmm. because it's coming from something that is existence itself, which is non-physical. So once I tapped into that, then it was kind of uh, much easier. It was not easy, but easier to engage with the idea of loving the personality kind of training the body-mind kind of to align with that limitless being. And then self-care just kind of happened. I didn't have to do anything. It's just automatically, every day, eating the right thing, making the right choices, per se. Right. It just happened. I know for you, it's a, it's a bit different, the, the, the way you, you tapped into this wisdom of taking care of loving yourself as a different pattern with story. Yeah, I agree. And I know my path may have been different, but I I never wanted to live a path that was restrictive or something that was limiting. So I decided to, with the toolkit of strategies that I have to practice self-love and self-care, I said, how can I luxuriate in them? How can I make them really nice? You know, whether that be how you create your space in your home or your environment. You can lifting your mood through scent, through sound, through the foods that you eat, making them beautiful, making them enticing. And just those are acts of self-love. I think how you prepare yourself to sleep or how you prepare yourself to wake, those are all acts of self-love. And they have a compounding effect where not only do you feel better when you're doing all of these things, but you start finding enjoyment and you look yeah. forward to these moments. Mm, yes. So that's a key component to the enjoyment. Because what, whatever we do, if it feels like um, only a practice or it feels like a rule, something that I must do in order to achieve, uh, you know, certain results, then it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not enjoyable. No, and it's not sustainable. So If you want to do something, you know, this book is really a lifetime book. This is strategies that you should implement in your life for your whole lifetime to really cultivate an enjoyment factor and a health health enhancement where you enjoy every day, but you don't mind doing it. You don't mind working out or going the extra mile when it comes to creating the food that you make or how you spend your time with the people that are around you. So it definitely has a long, a long-term and significant impact. 
Yes, if the enjoyment's there, so yes. so true. You see, this is something that I was always looking for. I used to be a personal trainer and the fitness competitor and all that. Wow! And I remember so many people, so many clients I had looking solely for results. I want to look like you. I want to look like mm -hmm. this woman in the magazine, whatever. And then it didn't resonate. We would always, it's almost like it was a contradiction what I was doing because then I was helping them to achieve, you know, the physical, uh, let's say, beauty or physical status, whatever it was that they called. But they were not happy. We we're not having fun, really. I was training right. them and they were actually in pain. And I was uncomfortable a lot of the a lot of the techniques that I used to use in the sense that that's how it works. You have to lift heavier if you need more muscles. And that's what some of them wanted. And that's when I knew that was not for me, that business. Wow. Or that kind of, I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it was not when it changed, but it changed when I became depressed, very depressed. And then suicidal thinking, you know, really going deep into darkness. Um, we might see that, I might, I might use that word now, I guess, just came to me because it felt that way. And then it's just the message of fit for joy. Like you're already fit for joy. You're already yeah, fit to be see, happy. I love, I love, what, I love <laughs> the was, meaning behind it now. It's even more. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's so beautiful. Yeah, isn't it, uh, Renee? These discoveries of our own truth. And you mm -hmm. see, the message was given by somewhere in the mind body. It was here, so it was never hidden. But it yeah. took going into those dark moments to see them. Isn't that funny? Like you have to go well, to the dark I'm to so, see light. I know. Oh. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But when you're able to turn your pain into purpose and you use your experience yeah. to help others, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yes. And you're doing great work. And to be able to share your story with others, it's empowering. It is. And you know, it's beautiful. I absolutely agree. How, how many how many yeses I can say to that? Um, yeah, millions, billions, beautiful. But it's almost like something that um, to me has been almost like, um, it's almost like being a, a bird. Like, you know, it can only sing. It has to sing. Birds, they sing. So in some, you know, whoever wants to hear the song, it will enjoy that too. We'll love the... Oh, I love that. The sound that. of the music. Of the, yes, of the bird, I love right? that. And you can't help it, but you become a bird in a way. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear from you too. Like you can't, I mean, you can't do anything, but just sing. And that singing in in, in this sense means singing these words of wisdom, the, the message of the, the timeless message of love, of self-love, of loving what's already here, basically, which is, the body-mind complex in the beginning. But then if we can go deeper, we'll see that there's nothing not to love about who, what so we are. True. It's just it's so true. Isn't it, uh, Renee? Mm -hmm. I love that in your book you have um, a section. I don't I don't know what I wrote this way. It has, has open heart. So I'm not sure if that was like the chapter or was a passage. I'm not sure. But you said there, how can I serve today? That was a question under that title. There is always an opportunity each day to make a positive difference. So, and when I saw that, what came to me was um, a phrase that I heard from one of, I'm a student of Vedanta, which is a, a Hindu um, spiritual mm -hmm. philosophy. And one of the swamis, the monks there, I remember he saying, you know, 
once we have come to a deeper understanding of what we are, then you will close your eyes and you will find inner peace. And then when you open your eyes, the question will be, how can I serve? So inner peace, when I close my eyes and when I open my eyes, it's how can I serve? So that reminded me of that, the open heart message. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I really, a lot has changed for me through meditation and I never thought that I would be a person that meditates. (laughs) I never thought that I could quiet my mind, Uh, but it's really enlightening when you are able to sit with your thoughts and really even just the process of quieting your mind, sometimes it doesn't fully quiet and that's okay. But I think I've been able to have a different perspective and say, what can I use from what I've been going through to help others? And in doing so there, these have been unexpected gifts I've received as far as the response I've had from people that I have been able to touch or that I have been able to help. They've helped me. And that was so, so the greatest gift I never even realized. But I think that, you know, a lot of times people can kind of close off their emotions or they can close off their ideas of what health or what wellness looks like and not be interested in it or what meditation may look like and not be interested in that. But if you can have an open mind and an open heart, There is so much more that is available to you. And when you show up for yourself, you can show up for those around you. And Mm, I think that's really where you can start serving others Mm. in a way where you're being there for other people. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm, Yes. Beautifully said again. Yeah. See, I hear so much wisdom coming from you. And those are timeless wisdom. That Thank if, you. If this podcast was recorded 100 years from four, 500 years, it would be, still be valid. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you for your presence here today, Renee. So we are almost at the end. I do have, um, gosh, I have a lot of notes here from your book. <laughs> so I want to mention something else that I read that caught my attention. You say, under love, you said, understanding, accepting people for who they are will make you love people's individual qualities. Not only that, but it's also a form of self-love and self-appreciation. So that caught my attention because in a way, uh, the message is if we, loving others and appreciating others, it's basically loving oneself. So this is almost a recognition or depth of realization that we come from one source, Mm -hmm. one essence. There's no two realities for the source of life itself. So I know I'm getting, I'm kind of um, translating into my own kind of uh, spiritual understandings using these words, but that's how I I interpreted that message is that, um, I know it's my understanding. Yeah, but that, was no, that but I love that. I love your interpretation of it. And I think what's so, what's so cool about sharing my thoughts through writing this book is to hear your interpretation of it and to see others' perspective, because I think that you can look at things in a certain way and it can help people in different different capacities, which is so amazing. But I do think that Through what I've experienced in my life, having to be my own advocate health-wise, having to go through 
an abusive relationship, having to go through loss of experiencing a loss of life or loss of friendships or a loss of health. And it just changes your perspective. You really just need to value for people for where they are or what they're able to give you. Some people are only capable of giving what they know. And I think that it's just living a life without judgment and just being there for people as best you can. So, you know, even health wise with my parents, they were unbelievable what they have done, you know, to help me health wise, but they didn't always have all the answers and that was never their fault. I so appreciative for everything that they've done for me. And I think that if you just change the narrative or change the perspective, you really value people for who they are and what their experiences are in life because everyone has their own story. Yeah, for sure. And that's, um, and that must come from, yeah, that, you know, wisdom, I call it wisdom. And that's where you're speaking from because yeah, unless we, it's almost like the um, the antidote to ignorance is knowledge. So wisdom to me is having the knowledge, but timeless knowledge, kind of transcendent, elevated, divine knowledge. I, I'm just using words for the to attach to, to the knowledge word, but it's basically going beyond what we see. Like there's another part in your book where you say every day, every person and every body is different. And that is uniquely beautiful. That must be coming from wisdom. That's how I see it. I, I, I can't help it, but it's just so clear to me. Why, why would you say that? It's just because that's so clear to me from that perspective, uh, from the top of the mountain perspective. <laughs> looking at the looking yeah. at nature, everything's so different, but so beautiful, <laughs> so unique. So we are nature too. So why not include humans? You know, within the yeah, that realm. absolutely. And the world that we live in right now, I think that people can they want instant gratification, or when it comes to beauty, or health or body image. I think that people have a certain ideation and I think that we really need to appreciate what our bodies are capable of and what your body can do for you, your body, your soul, your mind. And that is really beauty and not achieving a certain look or style, but when you're taking care of yourself from the inside out, you exude beauty mm. effortlessly. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. I ah, mean, how many years again? Um, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and you see, that's what we need more humans to understand, especially children, right, Renee? Because that would be a good place to start early yes. on. That you are already what you're, you're looking for. If you're looking for happiness, you can find within you, within the, the body it's mind. A, it's amazing that you just said that because I've been so lucky just since my book has launched to be able to share this with some close family and friends and clients. And I've had some speaking engagements, which have been so I'm so grateful for. And I've met so many wonderful people along the way. And a lot of people have said to me, I loved your book, but I need my daughter to read this or I need my niece to read. And I'm, and it's amazing how it can touch different generations or different 
wherever you are in your life, because I think it's a reminder, you know, we get caught up in such a busy life and, but don't let a busy life get in the way of living a beautiful life Mm. and, you know, how you're feeling, your thoughts, your energy, your mood and how you take care of yourself. It speaks volumes. Right. And yeah, and the early we we learn these things, the better it is. Yeah. So yeah, that would be wonderful to have young people. Of course, it will be on my platform. So I will have the link of on Am- the Amazon link and your website Thank you as so well, much. of course. And then and that will be something that that's what we do too. That's as a, as a team, we just share all these messages all the time. That's it. That's my song for now. <laughs> In a sense of song, it can't help but just sing that song of sharing oh, wisdom. <laughs> that's great. So, thank you so much. Thank you, Renee. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions, the ending questions. But before that, would you like to add anything else you left unsaid or read a passage in your book? You know, I just, I'm hoping that this book can encourage you to live a better foundation of health that inspires you and gives anyone the energy that they may need, whether it is big or small. I think that there's something that you can take that could help enhance your life in any capacity just to be a little bit healthier. And if you could incorporate one or two of these things, I think, or any of these things, you will feel better. You will look at the world differently with a different appreciation on life. And we only get one. So you have to really make make it the best as you possibly can. Mm, yes, um, yes. Um, and thank you so much again for being you, for have this, for trusting yourself from an early age. <laughs> and wow, and you went through so many challenges, but you still trusted your own intuition. That is another huge message that if oh, anyone... Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. If anyone can... Uh, to listen to this can get that message that that will open the door for everything else uh, from my perspective. But of course, there are so many. We are at different levels too, not just uniquely physically, but in our minds, we are we are all have different minds. So yes, I'll have the link, your book link here on your podcast profile. And I do have one more ending question for you and then a technical one. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, wow. Well, I would say I hope everyone experiences love, I think, with themselves first and with a partner and with family. I think that And I know those are three things, but they're all Mm -hmm. love related. But (laughs) I think that it's so imperative that you really love yourself, your body, Mm -hmm. what it's capable of. I think that human connection is everything. And there is such a profound benefit to human connection and the people that you share your time with and your energy with and the health benefits and longevity research that is behind that is phenomenal and family you know a lot of people get caught up in this hyper-connected world that we live in today with work and demands and just life in general but I think that really just bringing things back to basics and making time to be with your family when you can have a family dinner talk at the dinner table put your phones away and make memories I think that those are it's, it's everything. So I think love with your family and a partner 
or friends and yourself is is everything. Mm, yeah, the experience of love. Um, yes. I hear that a lot. And I always, <laughs> isn't that amazing? Always uh, kind of reminds right, the mind, like that every time I hear, it's almost like I'm, I'm hearing it from the, for the first time. Love. Uh, yeah. It sounds very fresh. It's interesting to notice. Thank you so much again, Renee, for your presence in, in this reality. And Thank you so much. Your expression here, it's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. I love speaking with you. And thank you so much. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where is the best place to find more information about you and your book? Sure. Well, you can find me. I have a website. It's called livebeautifulbook.com. Or you could find me on Instagram at Renee Marie underscore livebeautiful. And I'm also on Amazon. Um, you look up Renee Marie Live Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have those links on, sure. your, on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for Thank now. Thank you Renee. so much. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Renee Joyle and her work, please visit livebeautifulbook.com. more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.